One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Well, here we are, finally. Episode number seven of the Peer Project podcast. Uh, good afternoon, or good morning, or good night. Uh, my name is Chris Duke, and uh, thanks for joining us today. And also, thank you for your patience because I know that I did try and do this podcast every week, and it's not been a weekly thing. But I'm sure if you are listening to a podcast about mental health, then you'll know yourself that sometimes having the motivation to do certain things isn't the isn't the best. But we're here, we've got episode number seven now, and we're going to get it out there, and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy it. Um, I'll tell you more about my guests in a second, but what I want to do first is just let you know all about where we are on social media. So have a wee look for Duke Box Media, that's D-U-K-E Box Media, and that's where you'll find um, all the different kind of media stuff that I plan on doing over the next wee while, because I really, really want to build on this podcast, because I know that we've got a good concept We've got some great guests, we've had some amazing conversations in the past, and I've got more still to come, and I want loads of people to hear about it. So if you're listening to this podcast, tell somebody about it, tell a friend, text somebody, share it on Facebook, social media, Bebo, Friends Reunited, whatever. Just, let's try and get it out there. Um, So, today's guest, today's guest is a good one actually, today's guest is a gentleman by the name of Simon Brodkin, and you're probably thinking to yourself just now, Simon Brodkin, I know that name, it sounds familiar. And you know the name, but you can't quite place it? Well, maybe this will refresh your memory. Comedian Simon Brodkin is the man behind some of the world's biggest stunts. From targeting corrupt organisations... British comedian Simon Brodkin... Simon Brodkin... Simon Brodkin... Showering the FIFA president with fake banknotes... Poking fun at self-important celebrities... Here's Kanye West performing and all of a sudden, Simon Brodkin... Managed to get onto the stage... And taking on cheating corporations... VW admits to what it calls a massive screw-up. Excuse me, I have the new cheat box. No one's going to find out about this one. This is Britain's greatest hoaxer. That's right, Simon Brodkin, the gentleman behind the character Lee Nelson and all those unbelievable stunts that he that he managed to do. And believe me, we do talk about them. We talk about quite a lot of stuff, actually. We talk about parenting. We talk about his ADHD diagnosis. We talk about... And we also talk about the stunts as well. So um, I'm looking forward to letting you hear that. Uh, follow us all over social media. Uh, just look for Duke Writes Books. That's me. And uh, I'll give you all Simon's details at the end of the podcast as well. But right now, here it is. Episode number seven of the Peer Project podcast with... Simon Brodkin. Simon, how are so, you? I'm okay, mate. I'm okay. As um, 
obviously no one listening will know this, but I've just kept you waiting for a little bit of time. And of course, every time it feels like a valid excuse for me, but then there starts to be a certain pattern whereby there's always something going on a little bit more than I'm actually capable of dealing with. Uh, hence the ADHD diagnosis, which obviously we're going to get to at some stage, but it all makes sense. All, and it's great, you know, I'm not responsible. It's my brain. <laughs> I love it. It's funny. Do you know what? Let's let's get straight into that then, right? Because um, it's funny that you should bring this up. And this is something that, that you and I, that, that you'll find out about when, when chatting to me is that I try and relate things um, to to my own personal life because I know that other people will relate as well. And sure. I'm currently waiting on an ADHD diagnosis myself. Um, you know, I'm waiting. I've been referred and I'm, I'm just waiting on the, you know, because I, I think there's just certain things that just don't sit right. And I think this might be the reason. Um, what made you think or what made you kind of, what were your alarm bells, if that makes sense? Yeah, alarm bells. Well, there were many alarm bells of which um, I never really picked up on any of them. Alarm bells is probably an incorrect phrase, mm -hmm. just because I think with ADHD, um, they, um, if we try and think of ADHD as has loads of positives. Mm -hmm. And so alarm bells does sound like there's a fire. And yeah. admittedly, yeah. most point. houses under my care may end up with a fire. But um, the, 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 the sort of things that maybe I should have picked up and look at school, it was it was a no brainer. I mean, I was there. I was getting booted out of class. I wasn't concentrating. I was making everyone laugh. And of course, back in the day. If I would have said I've got ADHD, they would have said, Broken, do you know how the ABC sounds? Mm -hmm. A, B, C, D, not ADHD. And because it just wasn't, it didn't exist. It wasn't yeah. a thing, even though it actually was, because I've been looking into this now, because I'm writing comedy about it. And that means I get to actually get distracted on the internet for a good reason now. So um, I'm looking up all this stuff about ADHD and it was way back, way back. These doctors, I mean, Dr. George Still was the person who is sort of the founding father. And that was 1902. And even then it goes back wow. before then when he described children with a, um, a mor morally defective <laughs> <laughs> There's some very funny things written by doctors about ADHD kids um, back in the day when you could uh, write what you wanted about kids uh, or patients of any sort. So, it, it, yeah, and his name was Dr. George Still, which I think is the greatest name you can have for someone uh, treating hyperactive kids. I'm Dr. Still, and this is my colleague, <laughs> Professor Shut the Fuck Up. Um, and... Um, um and, and 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 so at school it was just so obvious mm -hmm. uh, obviously once we get out of the because think about school very set roles for the for everyone everyone at school pupils have to get in at a certain time get their certain books out be in a certain class sit in this the position so everyone it's like kind of test conditions isn't it so that's mm -hmm. why i think at school that is the most obvious place where you can um, where you can spot who the which kids are doing differently. However, 
because no one in the UK had heard of ADHD. No one spotted that with me. And then once you get out into the wider world, you fit in, you find your thing, you, and so it's much more difficult to spot. Um, with ADHD, there are certain key, I'm now sounding like a doctor, I was a doctor, which is even more amusing or uh, strange that I didn't know anything about ADHD. The fact mm -hmm. that I didn't know about it, I'm always interested in mental health and I actually was a doctor. And the fact that I didn't know about it shows it's emblematic of the fact that it's just totally missing yeah. from the healthcare service. And, and, and um, it, you know, even doctors, even psychiatrists do not know enough about this. So it's still seen very much as a specialist thing. People are still have such limited knowledge about it. Um, so the it's getting darker and darker. Let me put my light on in here. Hang on one second. I've um is that better? Yeah, there's there's the there's that handsome face. Why thank you. <laughs> the the um I've got everything blurred in the background because my room's a fucking dump. So um <laughs> another ADHD thing, just carnage. So um yeah, with, with the ADHD, there are obviously certain things, certain criteria that you have to fit into. Um so, you know, and, and that I, I don't know what you are, uh, what you're currently going through, but there, there are certain things to do with attention and to do with distraction and to do with uh, yeah, all sorts. And your doctor will make you fill out pages and pages of um, what you are like in this circumstance, what you deal with, how often do you lose things, how often do you lose your temper, how often do you lose your kids? So, you know and and then the funny thing is they gave it to my wife and then they gave it to my mum and my wife our answers pretty much coincided like Simon's a fucking train wreck um and my mum was like no there's no, nothing wrong with him he's at everything was like he's never lost anything he's never had difficulty this I'm like mum I think you might be seeing this through slightly maternal spectacles but um, what are the things that, that, that me, oh yeah, you're asking me what my um, alarm bells were. It was just, there were so many things going on in my mind. Um, that was what led to the, the, di mm. the, the actual diagnosis. It was just like everything going on. So, and, and with ADHD, there's no prioritizing. So let's say I had to post a letter and complete my tax returns write someone a birthday card for a and 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 then um uh, uh, you know uh, put out a fire downstairs in the kitchen they all just mer you can't you're really bad at prioritizing that's why look look on my desk i've got post-it notes all over the fucking place and, and just i never i write them i never fucking do anything about them so everything is just um can become a little overwhelming mm -hmm because there's so many things that you feel like you've got to do and you don't know how to do them and there's no prioritizing and i think that was um what was what what led to the diagnosis in the end because i was like what is going on in my brain man why is everything extra hard to do did you think as well that obviously you said this all started when you were when you were at school but and um, how old are you I'm 43 or four. I need to look at my Wikipedia. So Actually, I should adjust <laughs> my Wikipedia and then I can make myself 24. There but you no, go. I'm, yeah. So you went to school, what, late 80s, early 90s then? Um, when, you know, mental health and, you know, ADHD and things like that just weren't, weren't really a thing. So 
in in your eyes, and I suppose in your teacher's eyes, you were you were maybe just a I won't say a bad kid, but you know, like things like like the class you, clown you, you or. Can- Dude, you can say bad kid. A hundred percent I was treated like that. Yeah. A hundred percent. There is also a naughtiness within me. So, I mean, for me to start, it's actually the ADHD, bro. I'm an incredible student. Uh, but there is something, again, in ADHD called oppositional defiant disorder. Because all these things start overlapping. And you know what? I just think we're at the very start of understanding this. I reckon Mm -hmm. in 50 years time, ADHD will be split into 15 different categories. And it will be, I reckon we're at the stage with, with, with mental health as we were with doctors, you know, in the 1800s. Your wife has an illness. We must treat her with illness things. Past the saffron, you know, we've no fucking idea what we're doing. And I reckon these broad terms to do with these mental health things will be usurped by better knowledge, better understanding. But while we're in this stage, yeah, even we were before that. That was the stage before that when doctors had no idea that washing their hands even helped patients. They'd use the same fucking knives. Oh, my God. Stick a bit of um, a gin in them and get them to bite on on, on a stick and cut the leg off. Um, so, um, so we're at the stage where they didn't know ADHD. So what are they going to think? Well, they've got this guy who's dicking about constantly, not concentrating, being a class clown, getting thrown out. We need to label him. Well, he's a bad student, isn't he? He's, he's, he's all over the place. Um, so yeah, they do definitely, you get branded as being, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't say stupid, but it certainly has that impact because, yeah. If you're struggling and everyone else around you isn't, well, what other conclusion are you going to come to? Yeah. And so my my, my question in that sense is when you had suspicions that you might have ADHD and maybe even when you got your diagnosis, did everything just kind of start to make sense? In terms, I of- never thought I had ADHD. I, oh, really? Back, okay. Yeah. I, it was never something that I thought was, I just didn't. You know, I'd heard ADHD, all these celebrities, ADHD. I was thinking, oh, come on, man, pull yourself to fucking gather. Uh, and next thing you know, I'm now on social media. I've got ADHD. Um, so it, it wasn't even in my uh, my thought process. It was, uh, um, you know, I, I um, look with ADHD. I don't know whether you want the whole conversation to be about ADHD. No, but, just go um, for it and we'll, 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 we'll see we'll where we see go after it. Yeah. Yeah it affects every aspect of your brain. Mm-hmm. So every part of your brain is affected. So in terms of what it does to you, it affects across the board. And with ADHD, something like 70% have a comorbidity, uh, which means in uh, in layman's terms, that means another thing going on. Okay. So that can be... Uh, um, um uh, yeah to do with mental health doesn't mean you've also you know got um uh, 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 you know ulcerative colitis it means things like uh can be eating disorders it can be um depression it can be anxiety it can be all the but what happens is when you when you treat the ADHD normally these things dissipate uh, and I've always had things going on. I've always, you know, there's always, look, my new show's called Screwed Up. Mm-hmm. I've always thought I was screwed up and I've never known why. And I didn't think it was ADHD. And at first when I was told it was ADHD, I was like, nah, because I didn't know anything about it. 
And then I started looking into it. And there was a moment I listened to this podcast called ADHD. Um, let me look on my phone. It wasn't the wasn't the Manchester City one. They rarely mention ADHD. <laughs> it's called Attitude Strategies and Support for ADHD. Uh, uh, ADHD Experts. It's that. Can you see that? Because everything's blurred. Um, yeah, I just caught it. I just caught it. And I will be downloading that podcast as well. Um, and it's really fucking good. Go back to the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, go back to the um, to the first ones where they just explain it. Mm-hmm. From a very bad, you know, uh, 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 and I was started listening to these and there was a moment I was driving to a gig and I I started crying, Uh, not because I was late um, or that there were traffic uh, um, problems or the petrol crisis, but it was all around that time. But because these they were listing these symptoms, I was like, oh, my God. And it it felt like... um, someone had been following me around my whole life and then wrote a list of everything about me and then said, yeah, let's call this ADHD. But I felt like it could have been called Simon Brodkin's brain is one big clusterfuck syndrome. Um, And it was really emotional because Mm -hmm. all these little things were like, oh my God, I thought I was just a bit fucking odd. Uh, But actually it was weird. It also felt a bit um, depersonalizing because all these little things from messy desk to not sitting down and relaxing to a million and one of them, mm-hmm. which you think the personal, they were listing these things. And it was like, oh my God, I felt like the robot in AI. You know, that kid who finds out he's a robot. Yes. Uh, and it felt like that because it felt like, oh my God, there's just an instructions pamphlet for me, mm-hmm. which of course there is because we're all just a bunch of genes anyway. So we're all, <laughs> but when it hits home, and it's like, and it was like it was it was it was quite overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, yeah, lots of things do absolutely make sense across the fucking board yeah. through every aspect of my personality. And not personality, but lots of my personality, lots of my traits, lots of my outlook, lots of my behaviours, all explained. Boom. Well, obviously. You got massive success right at the right at the beginning with uh, with the character Lee Nelson, um, who you know was 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 huge. Actually, just on on something on the the flip side of that, here's me getting distracted now. Um, there's a there's a character up here in Scotland um, who I find I find um, him and Lee would get on really well. Have you ever, have you ever heard of the Wee Man? I have heard of the Wee Man, um, and people have said the Wee Man in the past, but um, I, I don't think we paths up. I don't mm. think our paths have crossed. But I am, of course, a Wee Man myself, even if yes. I haven't labelled myself that. But yeah, um, no, there are a couple of other characters floating around at the mm. time who had a little bit of overlap. I thought yeah. there was another Scottish one as well. Um, he might have. Actually- Actually, has he been going years? Uh, he's been, he's been, he's been going on. He's been going about for a while, yeah. Because I think he might have gate crashed my show in Edinburgh, which would make sense because he's the wee man. That sounds and like he, something think, that he would do. And he, it, he was some pastiche of one of my pranks, and he, mm-hmm. I, can't, I think he might have thrown money over. I can't remember what he did. Mm-hmm. The wee man, our paths might have crossed, even if he didn't pay for a ticket and barged yeah. his way in. 
The wee man is always welcome to a ticket for my show. As long Lucy, as he doesn't prank me while I'm on the stage. At least he threw money at you. But, okay, bring it. So you brought up the pranks, and this is something that I want to talk to you about, okay? Because it takes it takes some amount of balls to do some of the things that you have done with these pranks. You know, talking about um, throwing throwing money. Um, you're giving Theresa May or P45 or the, the Donald Trump one, which I just absolutely love. Um, and one of the things that that fascinates me about that is, you know, in terms of living, living with anxiety myself, I know that one of the big things about anxiety is the fear of, of failure. And the fact that you have went out there and you've put yourself out there so much in front of so many people that these things could potentially go wrong. How, how on earth do you, basically how on earth do you build yourself up to be able to do something like that where you can go in front of the entire world and hand you know, the most powerful woman in the country, her P45 in front of everybody. Well, you know, we talked about ADHD and not using the term alarm bells. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, maybe because ADHD has some great qualities as well in terms of dogged determination, Mm -hmm. loving a challenge, um, single-mindedness, hyper-focus, um, and determination um and also as i'm talking about in my edinburgh show you know um we're lacking a a reward system so we're always looking for the next hit the next buzz the next Mm -hmm. adrenaline rush and so maybe i do stunts maybe someone else does base jumping um and so all those things combined add up to being able to do it and being determined to do it. Um, and they're great fun. Was, was there any point <laughs> when you were planning any of these things where you thought to yourself, am I, am I going too far here? Or am I, am I is this going to work? Far? No, am I going too far? No, well, I, you, you can probably see my hand shaking as I give Theresa May P45, because mm-hmm. I was shitting myself that if, I got within a certain distance of the prime minister. Mm-hmm. It was like a code 16. <laughs> Just get taken out. No. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule. And of course the cost. Well, better help can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. 
Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. No fucking fucks given, no questions asked. You go near our prime minister, you get a bullet in the head, which you could understand, you know? Mm-hmm. But instead, I was just gently lowered back to the floor by security who thought I was part of their her team, giving her an extra page of her speech. So there isn't a code 16, everyone. Um, not that I would advise going anywhere near any prime minister. Um, but you um, but yeah, that so at times, do I ever think I've gone too far? No, because you're picking people who are deserving. I mean, as you said, she's mm-hmm. a powerful woman, you know, um, set blatter, uh, Manchester City. Um, Trump. Tr- Trump, yes, thank you. Um, Sir Philip Green, these are fuckers who, mm-hmm. uh, you know, are, are, are not you're not looking to sympathize with them, you're thinking they deserve a little uh slap, a comedic slap around the face. Mm-hmm. The because I, I watched the um, the Donald Trump one just before you. Well, I had plenty of time because you had 40 minutes. I had 40 40 extra minutes in my prep time. Listen, I've said (laughs) sorry. Let's move on from that. No, it was out of order. No doubt. Um, So I watched my kids. I need help, mate. I I watched the the kind of the the process behind planning your your Trump stunt. And I I, I couldn't get my head around the fact that, I mean, you're you're talking pictures on the wall, you know, like almost like you were you were a, a New York detective. Trying yeah, to, you know, it was a it was a hell of a process, and the the fact that you you nailed it so intricately is just it's it, it's phenomenal. I love it. Like yeah, that that yes, yeah, sorry, dude. No, carry on. Like, what, how how was your how was that process? How did you yeah. how did you even get to that? Yeah, that's the bigger fear. The biggest fear is is uh, is it not working out, not failing, but it not mm-hmm. uh, you've not do not getting done what you've been planning for weeks and weeks and weeks. But just to get this right, I was late, but you took that time to do some basic research on my career. There we go. See, done. Shoddy, mate. Shoddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so it was that that one was a was a ball like that one. Well, firstly, I thought I was going to have to go to America. Mm-hmm. Because that tends to be where, people, is, yeah. where, where where Americans live, but not Trump. He's wanting to set up businesses all around the world. So when he first day he was coming to me, I was like, "Oh yes, thank you, thank you, mate." So because um, he's got a golf course in Scotland, where he's got two. What's the one? Uh, Trump Turnbury was mm-hmm. where I pranked him, and it was arduous. It was painstaking. It was guesswork. It was meticulous planning recce's up there working out where he's going to be what he's going to be doing now i got it actually wrong because i thought he was going to be playing a shot off the tee Mm -hmm. but he was actually because that's what he always did when he opened golf courses in america but he's got more presidential 
and he actually used that he just talked and fuck it i've never heard a bigger bucket of shit coming out of someone's mouth than that 45 minutes or whatever of Donald Trump's speech. It makes no fucking sense. Anyone who's listened to a speech, but this was in the UK. So I suspect he didn't have really much of a speech, right? He was just going off the top of his head and he doesn't have much of a, a top of head. Yeah. Um, so, so, so he was, I thought he'd play a golf shot, which is why, because we found that was on the green. And then I thought it was going to be, um, and I was going to th- throw the swastika and blazing golf balls as he took his shot. Mm-hmm. But he, he was, he was speaking, 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 speaking. And so um, I pretended I was from the golf course and, um, uh, and said, this is the new Trump Turnberry range or something like that. And scattered all the golf, all the golf balls at his feet. And um, so, yeah, that was meticulous just because CIA, FBI, secret service, a lot of them. In fact, I still owe a debt of gratitude to the Scottish police. So they have free tickets for life. Anyone who arrested me that day, they were amazing because they persuaded the CIA uh, not to press charges. Nice. Well, here's, here's the question then, because you'd mentioned before about being so scared with getting so close to Theresa May. How was the fear level yeah. about getting close to the president of the US? Well, fun enough, that one, I don't know why. I was told guns were drawn. Really? Uh, yeah. But that wasn't in my mind. Because I, I think it's because with that one, there was so... With the Theresa May one, hmm, what was the difference? Oh, probably I knew I had to get... Because to give someone a P45, you've literally got to be a piece of paper yeah. distance apart, an A4 piece of paper apart. Whereas with the Donald Trump one... I could go closer to him, but I knew that to do it, I didn't actually have to get that close to him. Mm-hmm. So that was the difference. You've got to throw some balls in his face. Just chuck some fucking balls at him. Easy. Excellent. Right. So you are coming up this way um, on uh, the 3rd to 27th of August uh, for yes. the, the show Screwed Up. And we've already mentioned the fact that, you know, you, you are going to speak about your ADHD diagnosis and you're going to bring... Yes bring a lot of comedy to that as well. Um, what I've got particular interest in is talking about, it says you, you talk about your relationship to fame. Do you enjoy being famous? Uh, Simple, just, just, you know, just yes. wrap up that question in one. Do you enjoy it? Do you like it? Fuck yeah. Is yeah. that good enough? Yeah. Fucking yes, I fucking <laughs> love it. Bring it on. I talk about, being going for an interview on I'm a celebrity mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure whether I should do the series. I wasn't sure if it was right for me. And also they turned me down and then they apparently not enough people know my name. And um, that leads to a big part of the show, which is just going, what, what the, this is like, what the fuck? This is the show famous for having nobody's on this is the show where you know when they announce the lineup everyone says who, who are they this is the show where no one knows who they're watching they make contestants wear shirts with their names written across their backs and they said not enough people know my name and 
And there's a constant through line throughout the show, which is just going, you know, fuck, I'm not famous enough for I'm a celebrity. Yeah. Not for really front page of every newspaper. And then, you know, during the show, there's talk when, when, when um, uh, Ant from Ant and Deck can't even say his first name without bringing his, 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 his partner, but Ant, <laughs> Ant McPartland. Yes. He, um, he, uh, that I was doing the, the Britain's Got Talent thing where I, Mm-hmm. dressed up as an ultra-Orthodox Hasidic gangster-rapping rabbi, as you do. Again, another reason I knew that I wasn't quite right in the head. Um, <laughs> and in this heavy disguise, an ant spots me and told the producers, I mean, they've got fuck all else to do during that show, let's be honest. So mm-hmm. it wasn't but going, you know, he recognised me in full disguise, but not famous enough. I'm a celebrity. See, so yeah, there, there's a constant talking in the show about fame and about, you know, why aren't I back on television at the moment? On I'm a celebrity, and why not? Not you know, more people don't know my name, and then that leads to talking about other stuff, which is realizing a big other thing this year was that my family, uh, my great grandparents were Russian. Yes, I was going to ask you about this. Yeah. What a great time to find that out, eh? <laughs> great timing. What next? You know, I'm going to find out my, my, my uncle's Kim Jong-un, you know, my cousin's Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein. It's just, it's, 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 uh, so, and, and their name is, was Chernobrodko. And they changed it to blend in because of all the anti-Semitism that was going mm-hmm. across Russia. And of course, no one can remember Brodkin and not enough people knew my name to go on. I'm a celebrity. Well, had I be called Cherno Brodko, could maybe be a guest presenter on the one show by now. <laughs> oh my god! Um, see the because obviously I've got I've got this this kind of cheat sheet here, right? And talking okay. about the the the, bit, the the disparity between mental and physical health, like so, I want I want to give you a little bit of a background on the reason why I'm asking you about this. So back, my backstory is I've had my own mental health, mental health journey and I used to be, um, you know, ridiculously overweight. I was 25 stone at one point in my life. And um, obviously I've lost, wow. I've lo- lost about 10 stone now. I'm, I'm you know, sitting at about Congratulations, 15. man, that could not have been easy. Uh, it, it wasn't. And but back when I was, I was at that size and my, my physical health wasn't great. My mental health was mm. awful. You know, it was, it was just a, sure. it was a horrible, horrible time. And then now that um, my weight is coming down, my mental health is going up. Um, do you feel? Do you feel that that's the the case? Do you feel that that's like a, a, a common thing, or do you feel that it's it's different? Oh, definitely. I, I mean, I personally speaking, I'm very much all or nothing. Mm. Um, and this again, learning about the ADHD and how it affects all aspects. This is uh, not uncommon to be um to have little bits and pieces skew with across the board but yeah my i'm will try and exercise daily it helps me mentally massively helps me mentally helps me physically you know i'm a a vain bastard and, and like looking good um and a hundred percent tied in mental physical well-being just couldn't be a bigger advocate for exercise i just think that if we could invest think of the advertising that goes on a fucking iphone 
Everyone's dribbling over there. Oh my God, they've released it in a new colour. Why do we think that? Because they're advertising. If there was profit to be made in people jogging and a company goal that we then, but no, because jogging, you put on a pair of shoes, even fucking Nike, they don't make running shoes anymore. They're interested in selling you fashion stuff. So if there was more money to capitalism, got its hands a bit or more on exercise, but they, they, they want to sell you stuff. You know, they want to sell you a Peloton bike. You don't need that shit. You need a pair of shoes and a road, a street. Mm-hmm. And I just such a big believer in, in, in that, that, that those sort of basic little lifestyle changes, exercise, and food, food's slightly more complicated because it leads a little more education. It leads, mm-hmm. it needs a little more money as well. Uh, but those things can make such a fucking colossal difference. And if you took away that, the, 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 the my ability to exercise, my ability to, to, to eat what I want, I would I feel like shit. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm very controlled in that. And it helps me enormously from mental thinking to, relaxation to the lot mm-hmm. so the the show the, the screwed up show is actually it's only your second show isn't it as as simon um because lee yes. has lee had um had kind of taken the brunt of the the, the front facing yes, part of that was yes. um was there ever a risk of lee kind of being the only the only kind of manifest of you in the public eye, you know, for example, like, you know, you look at Lee Francis, who's, uh, who does Keith Lemon and Keith Lemon is Lee Francis. Now that's kind of where you, yeah, is there man, ever that really risk of the, 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 the two blending? Really good question. Uh, that absolutely wasn't. That's a route I could have taken. Mm-hmm. There's so many things to talk about this, which are connected with mental health as well. First of all, when you have ADHD, I think part of it is never quite fitting in. And, there's a also quite a sensitivity. This isn't with everyone. That's why it's dangerous to say this and that with ADHD because yeah. someone will come along. I don't get that. Um, and again, I think that's why we're just at the start of understanding this, you know, this, this mm-hmm. neurological uh, issues. And, and we're probably tarnishing everyone with the same ADHD brush when there's probably going to be loads of different subsections. But certainly for me, and I know it's not uncommon, is a sensitivity to being criticised a lack of comfort in one's own skin because you know you're a bit different and so I jumped into character comedy and where you can pretend to be someone else and that suits me perfectly and suits my skill set and suits lots of things about me so that always felt the most natural thing to do the very first time I grabbed the microphone I wasn't me I was Lee Mm -hmm. Um, and absolutely there could have been a time when I was like let's it's working you know the tours are getting bigger thing you know it's but more and more it was start i was on stage and i'd be i don't know chatting to someone i'd be talking to them and the stuff that was coming out that 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 was that was me mm-hmm. that wasn't lee and there was a sort of thinking process in amongst many other reasons of going this is this is great i'm giving someone else is getting the credit for this yeah and, and, and um, the biggest challenge that I've ever done, forget all the stunts, parenting, not that I do much of that, but um, when it's my turn, I always say, I'll do a podcast then. 
um, <laughs> the, 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 the um, it, it is 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 going from being a character to being oneself on the stage. And yes, this is the second show. I'm very proud of my uh, of of the shows. I think this will be even better than the, than the last one. You know, as a stand-up comic, you learn so much. I didn't know much about stand-up comedy. What? But you've been doing it for years. Yeah, but it was always as Lee. Mm-hmm. So it was always a slightly different thing. Uh, so it's like, say, well, you play football. Well, yes, I played in goal. And now I'm playing in midfield. You know, same sport, completely different skill set. And... Um, and 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 yeah, to, you know, coming out and talk, and I wasn't really ready to do that before either, because mm-hmm. I wasn't really that comfortable to do that or a lot of hiding. I'm sure a psychiatrist could have a field day with character comedians, but yeah, there was a a um, a, a, a a definitive and 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 I'm trying to think of the word here, but there was a choice that I made to go. Hang on, let's move away from that before that is everything. Mm-hmm. Did you think we? possibly could have been a bit of a a bit of a comfort blanket for you at points <laughs> a comfort blanket um no because it wasn't like i knew what the other thing was it was okay, like yeah, me yeah. or mm-hmm. big void it wasn't like i'd done stand up as myself and i'll just keep going over to lee lee i wanted to reach out for lee when i first started doing gigs and i was just ugh, it was like writing with your left hand when you're right-handed and being asked to draw in front of everyone. And you're like, I fucking know I can do this with my right hand. Let me. So that was what it was like at first. Cause I was there and I was like, I can smash the shit out of this gig. Just get, but, but that was the discipline of going now, keep with it, keep with it, keep with it again. A nice ADHD trait, hopefully is, um, uh, or certainly a trait that I've got. Who mm. knows? When it's something bad, I'll give ADHD the blame. When it's something positive, it's me. Um, wasn't me who was late. It's the ADHD. But it's, it's so, so the, um, yeah, the, just sticking with it. And then the more comfortable you become, the easier it gets. I would say now it would be feel really weird for me mm-hmm. to go back as Lee. It would be just odd. I'd feel like, what? Why am I putting on that accent? What? It would. It would feel strange. Are you? But he is still available for the mitzvahs, weddings, and high function, high paying functions in Dubai. Are you? Um, and I'll, I'll I'll explain why I'm asking this in a second. But are you? Are you finished with the the stunts, or do you think there might be some more in your back pocket? Look, there's always opportunities. There's always things one thinks of. Absolutely. Now, the, the reason I, I the reason I brought this up you've, is you've because got an idea for me, well, no, 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 God, no, no. I would never, never <laughs> tell tell somebody how to do their Boris own job. Johnson is in my living room. <laughs> well, this is that. Do you know? Funny enough, he's the guy in my head. But there are a lot of people right now that are very oh deserving of a oh my of a Simon Fuck Brodkin yeah. stunt. Hundred percent, mate used to be uh, hard to pick. Now it's where do I get started? Yeah. Uh, yeah, look, that that definitely. The, at the moment, when you do a stunt, it's like a boxer. you got to want it. you mm-hmm. got to. You can't just get in that ring and then be, you know, cowering at the first punch. You've got to face it, look it in the eye and go, bring it on. And if there's one little doubt 
then you're going to lose that fight. Mm-hmm. Like the same with stunts. And at the moment, my real focus is, is becoming as good a stand-up comedian as I can. And there's a show heading up to the Edinburgh Festival where all these other comedians are. And, um, you know, it's, it's, I, I want to make sure that my show is a really good show. So that takes so much care and craft and uh, time, trying it out, writing, listening, changing it. So that's where my head's at at the moment. But if you see Boris Johnson, give me a call. I'll ditch the uh, I'll ditch the script for a bit. Bish bosh bash. Give him a party invite. <laughs> nice. You've already yeah, that's it. You've already told us what you're going to do. Um, <laughs> so the show is called Screwed Up. It's at the it's at the Edinburgh Fringe this year at the Pleasance Courtyard Cabaret Bar from the third to the twenty seventh of August, excluding the fifteenth. Which, yeah, um, which means breakdown. which means you are free that day. Which I'm gonna we're gonna go out for a for a drink that day. I'm telling you that just Love now. It, mate. Um, yeah, and tickets are at ed, edfringe.com. So thank you once again to Simon Brodkin for taking the time to chat to me, even though he made me wait for about 40 minutes before. But he mentioned that it's, it's all we do with the kids, isn't it? That's that's the thing. Um, and I've got no issues with it. Such a nice guy, and uh, I can't wait to go and see him in the fringe um, when that comes up. Now, if you want to find Simon on social media, um, you can. And I think it is just Simon Brodkin all over the all over the socials. Um, so let me just double check so I can find it. Yep, here we go. Simon Brodkin, Simon Brodkin, Simon Brodkin, Simon Brodkin, Simon Brodkin, all over social media. Um, you can get the tickets for his show at edfringe.com. The dates are the twenty, uh, sorry, the third to the twenty seventh of August, excluding the fifteenth. I'm trying to convince him to go out for a drink that night at the Pleasance Courtyard Cabaret Bar, and it's called Screwed Up. Uh, thank you, Simon. Thank you also to the team at Avalon for allowing Simon to come onto the podcast. Hopefully we'll do some more work with them in the future. And I'll have more guests coming up for you soon. But in the meantime, like, rate and subscribe to wherever you get this podcast and I will catch you very soon on the Peer Project podcast. Bye-bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.